1: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Ryan Teas is here. Hola! It's so exciting to have you with me. Yes, it do. seems like it's been a
2: while. It has been. We pre-recorded a couple. We did. We, we did. We did, we some, did some pre-recording. Uh, I
1: hope you're. Uh, look, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, making our show a a choice in your choices. <laughs> <laughs> we're
2: not good with words anymore. are no, we?
1: No, we're not good with words. It's uh, it was a long weekend. But uh, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you listening and tuning in. We've had some really great episodes and uh, people have been writing in. And uh, I appreciate you writing in and telling us what you think of the show. Um, Make sure you give a review. Um, Email your friends. Tell everyone to listen. The handles, if you want to follow us on the uh, Instagram and the Facebook, are at Inside of You Podcast and on Twitter, at Inside of You Pod. Um, Reviews are, are wonderful. And uh, spreading the word, spreading the gospel. Thank you to all my patrons out there who uh, give back to the show. And uh, they're a real big part of why the show is still going. And uh, Ryan's a big part of why it's still going. I love having Ryan with me. And uh, thanks to Jason, my editor, and Bryce, my producer, and uh, Cumulus Radio for uh, believing in the podcast. Uh, we've got a great episode today. Um, Rain Wilson. He's back and rain, you know, he's got this podcast metaphysical milkshake with Reza Mm Aslan and it's, uh, it's great. It really makes you question or think, think of the questions of life of, you know, why we're here and what we're doing. And, uh, I just, uh, I I love having rain on the show because he's such a bright guy and he's so friendly. And I get intimidated sometimes when people that are a lot smarter than me are on the podcast. And so I was like, well, what are we going to talk about? And at the end, I felt like, hey, you know, it, it worked out. And uh, I got to remember to tell myself that, you know, <laughs> hey, you could do this. You're interviewing people. You're, you're, you can do this, man. Um, but uh, I try to have good conversations with people. And it was easy to have a conversation with him. Did you enjoy it?
2: It was good. You were afraid of getting deep. And you went there and it was fine. We got a little deep. The water deep. was fine. The water was you fine. You can swim. Tasted great. It was great. Um, like a milkshake.
1: Hey, I'm going to be at LA Comic Con. December 4th and 5th and we're doing a smallville nights in LA Tom Welling and I so get your tickets for LA comic-con the 4th and 5th the 4th is the big smallville nights we've already sold a lot of tickets it's an intimate evening we read scenes with fans I put on a bald cap it's pretty funny (laughs) and uh we have a blast doing that I hope you're having a marvelous week and I hope you have a great Thanksgiving I mean happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there uh Let's be thankful and grateful and all that stuff in between. Um, But without further ado, why don't we get into the amazing um, Rain Wilson. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. You pulled up in the car and I go, look at you. You look refreshed. And you went, oh, yeah. What is that? What was that? You were one of these guys like myself that you're hard on yourself, aren't you? Sure, I'm hard on myself. I think probably most of your listeners are
3: angst-ridden, hard on themselves, complicated <laughs> <laughs> individuals. Sure. Because you, you are and we are. Yeah. Um, refreshed is it's hard. I, um, I'll um, be honest with you. um. A good friend of mine uh died last night
1: how do you like that uh, i don't like it yeah you know it's really fucked if i may say f on yeah. the show mm-hmm. you're asking yourself for yeah.
3: permission to say fuck well, on it, your own if, podcast if, if it's okay
1: with you uh, fuck yeah you, you, you might he <laughs> might not be one of those guys that want to say the f-bomb on the show ryan say it just so we feel better there it is. Is Ryan the new? Is
3: he like sidekick? Or he's he's my or engineer, engineer, and he way.
1: chirps in here and there. You know, he takes notes, and uh, he's uh, he's uh, he's Does a personality. He see this as his portal to to fame. This I think he's his... already famous.
2: <laughs> no, you're, no, you're supposed to skyrocket me to superstardom. That. Yeah, so that's that was, exactly that was the what plan. I'm going to do. He's it's, a, b- it's
1: still the plan, Ryan. He's, he's banking
2: on Lex Luthor. He's better looking than <laughs> than, you, than you are.
1: Jesus, he threw out the Lex Luthor. Did you hear that? I did. That he, wasn't he, kind. He's better looking than you are. But he is. He's very Lex Luthor or Ryan. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan is better looking than I am. You know, first of all, I'm incredibly sorry, but like the last time you came here the night before your dog died. Wow. This is, uh, this is probably the last time you're going to do this podcast. (laughs) The next time I do it,
3: just call me after someone, (laughs) maybe after you die. Yeah. Uh Maybe I'll die right here in your podcast That would be, ratings would go up. This is getting very macabre very fast. But um, uh, I did a film uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago, called Blackbird that no one saw. I like all of the films that I do uh, with um, Susan Sarandon and Kate Winslet, among others. Wow. And uh, Roger Michelle was the director. He's who passed away. And uh, he did Notting Hill. He did this movie Venus with Peter O'Toole. And he's done a lot of- just terrific film. Changing Lanes, I think, with Ben yeah. Affleck. Um, he's got a new one coming out uh, called The Duke. It's a British film. He's just a classy... How sw- old? 63, something like that. See, this is what scares me. Was, was it a... a just, it just happened? Heart attack, yeah. Yeah. I don't know any details of that other than that. So, But, you know, way too young. And he was a really special dude. I mean, he was just... Kind, insightful, sensitive, uh, you know, devoted, collaborative, smart as hell, really wickedly, wickedly funny. Um,
1: So it's a bummer. I'm sorry. Yeah. How do you deal with? I mean, how do you deal with death? I mean, is it something that just you think about all the time? You think, oh, I'm I'm in my fifties now. Uh, It's you know, don't don't date me here. Well, uh you know it just did you print I, out my Wikipedia page there? no, I just I wrote some things down that I probably won't even even discuss you know can can Ryan finish the interview please Ryan tell me about how rain feels about death <laughs> no, I mean, can he interview
2: me? yes, can Ryan it just be me and Ryan but ask
1: him that first question
3: yeah, how you're do you how own. do you
2: feel about death rain how you...
3: thanks Ryan. um <laughs> I'll tell you this has been a year of death for me. I'm sorry to get all crazy. this is where to do it this is where to do yeah, it yeah i'm i I'm uh yeah. This has been the year – my father died 13 months ago. Oh, and then I lost two friends to cancer during this last year. And now, you know, Roger passed away. And he was – we were friends, but it's not like we were, like, hung out all the time or anything like that. But my other two friends were very, very close to me. And no one from COVID. I don't know anyone who's passed from COVID. I mean, I've heard of friends of friends and relatives and whatnot. But uh,
1: uh, I – um yeah, so it's been a lot of death this year. I feel the same pummeled. way. I, You know, in the last year and a half, I lost my grandfather. who's was my best friend. I lost my sister. I lost my uh, dog, Irv. Uh, you Your know, sister? My sister. I have a half-sister. Okay. My dad's uh, second marriage, and uh, she was sick for a long time, and she passed away. And it's just been one thing after another, and, um, you know... I, I, I think, oh, you know, you're doing all right, you know, but I don't deal with things well. I sort of bottle them up or I just hide them away and they come out, they manifest themselves in different ways and mm-hmm. then they come out and- uh, Come out sideways, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you do? I mean, were you close with your father? Um, you're going to make me cry. Well- You're going to make me cry. Well, you know, I mean, I cry. I've cried on this podcast. People have cried on this podcast. Have they really? Yeah, or you could just say, fuck off. I'm not even answering that. Have you cried on
2: this podcast? Me, not yet, no.
1: No, but there has been. Bobby Lee, you know the comedian? I know Bobby. He cried on here about his father's death. Jennifer Love Hewitt cried on the podcast. Yeah. It's not something I just, I urge people to cry. I just, you know, I try to like get inside of. What if Love was everyone's middle name? Bobby Love Lee, Rain Love Wilson, Michael Michael Love 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 Rosenbaum. That'd be ironic for I th- me. I think because <laughs> you've never known love. I've never loved myself,
3: Rain. <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical. Um, so yeah, I think so. Last time, I don't know when we—I was on two, three years ago. Sometime I was on your podcast. Had a great time. Loved it. Still get people who are like, "I
1: love it inside of you, bro." Like <laughs> yes.
3: you got nice uh, a nice loyal following out there, and. Um, we, we got deep. I remember, and we talked a little bit about spirituality, faith, my family, et cetera. And yeah, my dad and I, like most fathers and sons, we had a very complicated relationship. So my mom took off when I was two years old. So I went and stayed with my dad. So my dad was the only kind of, I didn't really see my mom again from between two and 15. Usually it's the mom, the dad that takes off, right? Yeah. So opposite for me. And then So he was the only constant through my life. I didn't have any siblings. He was tried and true. He always was very supportive of me being an artist, being an actor. Um, You know, he was always there for me at the same time. He was very, he had had such a traumatic childhood himself. He was really completely cut off from his emotions. So I didn't get the, the warmth, the hugs, the nurturing um, the, I didn't get kind of listened the to the essentials. The I feel the same way. That's, so,
1: Oh my God. It's like a, a mirror. So, so he's
3: there. He was there, but he wasn't really there. So I really loved him. And yet there was always this kind of disconnect. Now, truth be told, he really tried hard in the last like three to four years before he passed. And he was 79 when he died. We had gone through a lot together and healed a lot together and, so there was, there was even greater intimacy. So believe it or not, even in his late 70s, there was a, a great
1: more uh, expression of love between the two of us. So How do you do that though when not having that connection, not having that bond for your 90%, 95% of your life yeah. with a man? How does that start? Was it something you started to do or did he reach out or, um, you know, because that's, that's a hard thing to start start up so late in life like the, uh, some kind of bond or him trying, I feel like I've done that too with my father. I wrote him this letter that was passionate, but it was also very hard on him and just saying, Hey, fuck, you've got this wonderful kid out in Los Angeles and you could have so much fun with and you shit on it. And, you know, it took time. And then he started to come out of his shell a little bit and was nicer and trying harder and trying harder with my family, with my grandfather, when he was sick with Alzheimer's. But, um, you know, it took me writing a letter that was just like, almost like a fuck you letter. Yeah. And, but it wasn't easy and I didn't think it would happen. It was almost like every day I'm like, oh, he's being nice today. How long is this going to last? You know, but uh, how did that start for you? Well, we had, we had some ups and downs and we
3: had some letters. We had some angry letters go back and forth. A lot of it for me was through my work in therapy. Um, And uh, sorry to sound like a cliche, but you know, that old phrase, like, don't go to the hardware store for milk. And I kept going to the hardware store for milk in terms of Mm -hmm. kept going to my dad for a kind of love he was incapable of giving me. So once I was able to kind of really deeply do that work and get out my resentments and my hurt and my trauma that I had experienced vis-a-vis him and just accepted him uh, on a deeper level, I think most of the work was actually mine to do, not really his to do, because he he was trying in his own way and it might have been very limited but i did see him making an attempt to connect and 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 have more of a heart uh,
0: little con- things little
3: things little connection and and so then i had to stop being like you know I, he, he's never going to meet my needs my unmeetable needs are never going to be met by my dad i'm never going to get that hug that is like rain you matter you are incredible i see you um, uh, he would say, I'm proud of you. Like, I'm so proud of you, all your acting work and all oh, you were great in that movie. And I, I loved it and good work in that. Like, so he was that's, supportive. That's, that's cool. So that's good. But never like, really like, how are you son? How are you? What is going on with you in your soul? I want how
1: let's, you know, is this, this is this Ryan is my relationship with my father. This is therapy yeah. for me. This is exactly right. It's like, you know, why don't you bring your your dad on the pod? No, oh my God. No, 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 no. Why don't you let me interview him? Oh boy. On in, a special inside of you, you. Lane Wilson interviews Harvey Rosenbaum. Listen, I know all about your relationship because I lived with my father, Mark, that's my dad. And I could just see you talking to my father. He would be completely closed off and freaked out. He doesn't, you know, he's again, when you were saying, uh, I, I've never heard the word, you know, I love you. He mm. said it once in that letter. Like, if you ever don't think I love you, read this letter or something like that. But never, I love you, proud of you. Uh, really, how are you doing? Like, I think he just says it to say it. And then like, okay, good. Well, how you doing? I could say anything. I could say, I just took a shit. Okay, great. So it's not really deep. It's just very, everything's always been surfaced. And for me to try and think it's going to get any more than that, I'm crazy. It makes me a crazy person because it's just not gonna happen. It's not in him and it's me wanting something that's just never gonna happen. Yeah. So I feel like there's a similarity there. Would he ever go to a therapy with you? No, yeah. I don't think so. I
3: mean, well, I, you might wanna try. One One of the things I did, I was going through, this was a while ago now, 10 years ago, I was going through a really dark time and I went through this intensive therapy program. Um, and then I went back and I brought both my parents. I brought my dad and my mom to do some work with me. Just each one for like 2 or 3 days, like 3 or 4 sessions. So it wasn't like 20 12 hours a day or something like that. But it right. was it was intense. And
1: did you cry? I did cry, yeah. Yeah, I cried a lot. And in uh, front of your father? Sure. I've exactly. never cried in front of my father. Yeah. I feel like that would just be I I couldn't do it. That's why you should let me interview him. I'll cry in front of your father. <laughs> i can't imagine like you i'm sure this has been said by many people out there listening but i can't imagine my father going to therapy with me it just wouldn't happen he wouldn't open up his story it's one of those things where his story is completely different well did he go through a lot of let me just jump in and say did he go through a lot of trauma or does he come from generations of closed off men closed off men my grandfather's pretty closed off but incredibly loving to his grandkids there was not not a better man to me mm. and a role model than my grandfather mm. and I think that kind of probably bothered him at mm. the same time it he, he liked that I had a relationship with his father but uh it was closed off and you know I remember him saying something he was like well you know I was hit I go you were abused no but I got spanked and I go okay you know I got hit he goes oh I never hit you I go dad seriously are you telling me that I never was hit and, and he just threw it away. He's like, hey, anyway, what I was trying to say is he didn't want to talk about that. He didn't want to go there. Yeah. No, he has a def- very different memory. And, um, well, I'll give it to my dad for, for showing up to that. Cause that was, he never liked
3: therapy. He never trusted therapy. He always said like psychology was a soft science and mm-hmm. it was, you know, he, he viewed psychology and, 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 consulting what, you know, what, what is that called? Um, you know, let me say that again. he he viewed, you know, therapy as essentially the same as like rainbow crystal meditation and essential oils. You know what I mean? Like it just <laughs> yeah. was all in this yeah. new age and, and, and nothing against new age even, but he just viewed it all as this kind of poppycock. Right. Um, so for him to come uh, meant a lot and he was trying to make those little steps. So I, I will stay grateful about that. Yeah. So there's so many of my needs were not met. And yet super grateful for what he was able to give and the the tiptoeing steps he took toward me over the course of his life. And your mom was in there too? Um, I think there was like one or two sessions where they were together. So that was weird. So my birth mother, who left when I was two, and my dad, both in their mid-70s or early 70s. And um, then I had some – and then mostly kind of separate with them. Because it wasn't much – to talk to, to them. But, um, yeah. And, uh, boy, there's a lot more I'd like to say, but I still have parents and relatives that are still alive and I can't, I can't completely go there. Dark shit. So, yeah. Some darker stuff. Yeah.
1: This show is sponsored by better help. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious, or you have a lot on your mind and you just, bottle it up and you don't know what to do. It's gonna come out and it's not gonna come out in great ways all the time. Um BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here have been using it for a while. And I you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp when you don't have therapy? Oh the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's 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 like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times, we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively.
2: Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down.
1: Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, "Oh, what if I don't like my therapist?" If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, dot com slash inside. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan.
2: I I found one. You
1: And you did it. You told I me found- I got Rocket Money. <laughs>
2: Like I, I found one, it, I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God, it was embarrassing.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming dev- uh, whatever, mm-hmm. and you you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget. After this trial period, it kicks in and it's they're terrible. charging you ten bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, seventy five percent of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. You know, you know, last time we talked, I remember we talked about The Office briefly. We didn't really get into The Office because, you know, everybody knows a lot about The Office. It's like, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, we don't have to talk about everybody loves The Office. You were loved, you're a loved character. But I remember you saying something pretty profound. You're like, I was a bit of a a dick or I was maybe a little hard at a certain point on that Mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. And do you think because I look at the podcast now and and Soul Pancake, which you know, founded Soul Pancake to create a space where people from all walks of life could discuss and question what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. And do you think that there was something that happened to you, maybe while filming on The Office, or the, or the way you were, or the way you felt like you were, that you needed to change? So you started doing things like metaphysical milkshake, which we'll talk about, and all these spiritual things, and getting in, in the Baha'i faith, uh, faith, and things like that. Do you think that is it, did it start kind of back then, or, or soon after? It's kind of finding yourself, who you are. Well, you know,
3: part of it is, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be like Mister Hollywood recovery guy, and there's a whole bunch of people talking about that. But I am in recovery. I have experience with the twelve steps, and I've had, you know, issues with alcohol in the in the distant past. And so for me, it's part of that process. So it's it's like, um powerlessness and unmanageability, um, around stuff. And that goes hand in hand with ego narcissism and entitlement of being an addict. And then all of a sudden you add fame and throw fame into that mix, right? Your character defects swell up and, um, uh, flare up and whatnot. And at the same time, I'm trying to, you know, connect with my higher power and, you know, become more spiritual and more grounded in my spiritual life and trying to be a better person, sometimes succeeding, sometimes not. So it's, it's like this, what I'm describing is like all of us. You don't have to be an addict to be going through this. This is, what, this is what we do. We have battles with our ego and we have times when we're we're trying to make ourselves and the world a better place. So it's, it's part of this struggle. But I will say that those early years of the office, especially like 2006, 2009, right in there, like there was, I was all of, I went from this unemployed character actor to all of a sudden being like completely recognizable in this huge TV celebrity and, and then was getting leads in a lot of films and getting offered a lot of stuff and, and money and all, we were always broke my wife and I and all of it. So that will inflate your ego and your narcissism too. It was, it was a tremendous challenge. So Soul Pancake, the digital media company, which has now kind of been subsumed by participant media, which is an even larger uh, media company, was part of my, yeah, it's part of my attempt to kind of understand myself and other people, what it means to be a human being, that we're all on a philosophical journey. We're on a psychological journey. Uh, we're on a spiritual journey. You know, we're on an artistic journey. Yeah. And- and Metaphysical Milkshake, the, the podcast that we're doing, is kind of born out of that and that
1: that whole process. Is it one thing or many things that you do, a process, like a daily process, like if your ego gets in the way, are you mm-hmm. aware of it? And you go, Rain, that's your ego. And I have this tool to say that this is your ego and that's not where you should be coming from. Do you have certain tools that you use so, when something's, something arises that you don't like about yourself or you're upset about something? That's a great question. And basically, you know how if you have diabetes,
3: you might have like a, you have to like prick your blood or you wear a band or something and it monitors like your blood sugar level or your heart rate or blood pressure or whatever, insulin levels, et cetera. Like there's that monitoring. Like I have to do a daily monitoring of myself for on a number of different levels. Every day. Every day I have to monitor, it's it's not in, intensive. I just kind of several times a day, I just have to take a few deep breaths and check in with I myself. Right Where's my anxiety? Uh, because I've had an anxiety, dis- diagnosed anxiety disorder. You too, high five. Yes. Um, <laughs> I wish I didn't high five you on that one. Um, <laughs> but- <laughs> I know. And I've, I've had depression uh, in the past and very serious depression and, um, And also I have to check my entitlement, arrogance, ego stuff as well. That's one of the things I need to be checking in on. I always say like, you know, what are the tools? Like I have to exercise a lot and I have to meditate uh, pretty or pray and meditate pretty much daily in order just to get to normal. It doesn't like, it doesn't make me, if I, if I, if I meditate for 10 or 15 minutes and pray, turn things over. If I'm exercise, it's not like all of a sudden I'm like Mr. Zen Dalai Lama. <laughs> right. I'm just like operating as any normal American in Los Angeles would. So if I, I'm operating at a deficit, if I don't do that work. Right. I mean, do you get anxiety attacks still to this day? Um, I would say I would, I I get close. I get close. Most of my anxiety attacks were in my twenties. Right. And then I had some in my forties, but. It's been a while now. It's
1: been at least. What do you do? Like besides, you meditate. Mm-hmm. You check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Are there other things, other tools that work for you that might work for someone else? Like, like I wake up with anxiety. I feel, you know, rain's coming over. It's got to be a good podcast. I got to do this, and I, uh, you know, I feel a little overwhelmed at times, or just for with little things. I think that even the little things overwhelm me. Would it have killed you to wear a little bit nicer shirt? What's wrong with this one? This is a good color on me. Oh, you went with the color? Because
3: it's an old yeah. T-shirt. You put on like an eight-year-old T-shirt. You wore a T-shirt. Yeah, this is a long sleeve and it's its a little, I think it's sexy.
1: <laughs> you just did a little a sexy shimmy, move. I shimmy, yeah. You shimmied. Anyway, um, what was the question? But like the, tools, the tools, the tools that you yeah. use. Like, you know, something I could use. You know, Rosenbaum, this might help you or one of your listeners. I do this every day. I meditate for 20 minutes to this music or to to nothing yeah. or what is it? Well, I I
3: certainly I I meditate and I pray and I and I exercise at least 5 days a week and wow. it's not like I'm in wicked shape but I, I just kind of need to do that. And I have like one thing that really helps very specifically is um so human beings are wired to be fearful and we're wired to be negative because that's what kept us alive for 100 200,000 years. You know, if the if the bushes are shaking over there, It's like, oh, shit, the bushes are shaking. Oh, there's a lion in there. So we're kind of wired. Fight or flight stuff. Yeah, for danger and, uh, uh, you know, and in socialization, we're uh, very wary about and concerned with, like, status and where we are and how we're perceived and whatnot. And so um, gratitude is an incredibly powerful tool. And, you know, there's a lot of podcasts on gratitude and a lot of writing has come out, especially in the last – like five years, but like with a group of friends of mine, we have a gratitude text chain. So every morning we send five things that we're grateful for. And it sounds so dumb and no, so No, I've done that
1: before too. Yeah. I have. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that uh, I have a, a, you know, my dog is uh, with me and I'm not alone in the house. I'm, yeah. It could be anything, yeah, right? Yeah, anything, yeah. I, I, today I texted,
3: I'm grateful for the turkey sandwich I had, you know, it's uh, but it just, <laughs> it that little bit of a shift that little 1%, 2% shift of your perspective through gratitude is a is a big help. It really does help because we can live in a, and my tendency is to live in a perpetual state of anxiety and discontent with how things are and what my life is. So if I can shift towards gratitude and love and serenity, just even a little bit to counterbalance that, like realizing like, look, I've I've got my health and yeah, a lot of people died this year, but you know, a lot didn't, and yes, you know <laughs> yeah, my yeah. my family's still together, and I get to do cool creative work, and I get to go on the inside of you podcast, <laughs> and you know, there's there's wonderful there's wonderful things. I have a nice red pants and a nice are those red gray. I'm shirt. colorblind.
1: I really yeah. didn't think they were red. Yeah, they're reddish. They're like brick uh, brick red. Yeah, oh, they're nice. It's a nice yeah. pant. All right, thank you. Yes, yeah. nice. I appreciate it. So pray, meditation. Mm -hmm. Uh, gratitudes. Mm -hmm. Those are the three keys. Those are some of the keys. Yeah. You do Mm -hmm. it before you go to bed. You sit there and close your eyes and say what I'm grateful for, before you sleep at night. I haven't done that,
3: but that is a very good idea to do
1: because people, they have
3: the studies. Gratitude is, is an incredible tool. Just Google it. If you're out there, just the studies on gratitude, like you, you get sick less, you live longer, you get more, you know, raises at work and promotions at work. Like uh, people like you better, you gain social capital through being grateful
1: like their uh, gratitude is an, it's like a wonder drug. do you say your gratitudes
2: Ryan? no,
1: you no. never say what you're grateful for
2: no I mean no not in not in this kind of uh yeah no it's not something I've ever focused on. do you on, meditate but... no i can't, no I don't meditate
1: either do you pray uh nope okay, so none of the three
3: uh, yeah <laughs> But but Ryan is not as complicated as you and I. I mean, no no offense. I mean I'm, he sure, gets, you, he gets anxiety. I'm sure you got stuff going on, but yeah. but no, you seem like a peaceable lad.
2: No, I'm like a bowl of oatmeal. That's uh yeah. What is that?
1: <laughs> what mean? is a bowl of oatmeal?
2: That's just pretty plain. I don't it's, think
1: you're that plain. I'm just kidding. But you don't think you'll you you do not let things get to you as much.
2: Uh, I mean, I can let things get to me. Uh, but I mean, I probably should be doing these things, all these gratitudes and things, because this has been a stressful year and this is mm-hmm. just, there's just been a lot of, uh, going to bed, very anxious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: think I need to change my ways. I think I need to make it. I mean, I think that's the first step is like, if you're doing the same thing, expecting different results, we know what the answer yeah. is. Mm-hmm. But if, if mm-hmm. I just wake up every morning and I say my gratitudes and I pray and I exercise and I, I'm already in the right, Mm-hmm. on the right path and you mm-hmm. you you guarantee me this will help in some way. <laughs> guarantee me this, this is right? a hard guarantee here? Yeah.
3: Sure. All right. Yeah, I guarantee that this will make a difference, you okay. know. But I think the other thing that we had started off talking about um ego and I do think like a in whatever way, you can do it in therapy and journaling. You can do it in 12 steps. There's so many different ways to do it. Just talking to a friend, but just recognizing like when my ego perceives a threat, when I'm in my ego, when I'm in um, my self-will and getting defensive, prickly, and comparing myself envious all of this stuff, the stuff of ego, like that needs to be monitored. You know, we have to like have like a heart monitor and be taking the temperature of that creature and accept it. It's part of us. We have egos cause we're part chimpanzee and we want, you know, we right. want good stuff for ourselves <laughs> and yeah. it's, what's kept us alive. There's nothing evil about it, but it can dominate us and it can, and it's not who we are. We are spiritual beings living a human experience. We're, we're riding around in these meat suits. We get 80, 90, 100 years. You know, if you're unfortunate, like Roger Michelle, you get 60 some years. If you're fortunate, like Norman mm-hmm. Lear yeah. is 100 years old, you know, but whatever it is, it's a handful of decades in the meat suit, but we're luminous, radiant beings that are beyond our ego. And so I do think that there are also spiritual tools that you can find from so many of the spiritual traditions that can
1: help us. On this to navigate this journey? What's a book to read that you'd say the one book, if you're just getting into this and you just want to find some peace, what's that one book? The Dhammapada by the Buddha. The Dhammapada by the Buddha. Mm-hmm. Easy read, pictures?
3: Easy read. No <laughs> pictures, but honestly an easy read. The One of the great things about the and it's important to read like the Dhammapada, don't read like Buddha of the day quotes, because most of those are just made up. And in fact, there's websites of like, what is, what really did the Buddha say? And what's just like made up? Cause people are just slapping stuff on like, take a deep breath and love yourself, the Buddha, you know, they'll just like slap up a new age quote right. and then <laughs> contribute it, attribute it to the Buddha. So, but the, the study in Buddhism is all about this, um, this clutching, grasping attachment, to ourselves to the, our wants to our egos to the stuff of the world including what we're where the milieu that we work in in Hollywood in terms of fame um but all this gla- grasping clutching wanting never enough uh, i'm not enough comparison not enough. um that's all stuff of the ego and it, through some very simple perspective shifts and exercises you can just you can just step away from it a little bit just kind of step outside of your body and witness it and go oh look there's my ego doing its thing oh bless you ego you're trying to protect me you're trying to take care of me i love you
1: but i'm not you wow i sounded wise all of a sudden you really <laughs> did sound wise i, I should, was i, I was enamored i was yeah. enamored yeah you know i have a thing where you know, some therapist once told me if when you have anxiety it's like you're in the driver's seat and you could say, hey, fucker, you could be back there, but I'm driving like I know you're there, but don't let it take you over. You're still in control. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I try to I also try to stop myself when something's happening. We're like, why stop it? What is the wrong right now? What can happen to you? Can you die? No, you can't die. I, I actually say this out loud. Mm-hmm. Have you done this before? Yes. Have you been a success? Yes. Why are you going in? I I talk to myself. Is that weird? Do you ever do that? I don't think that's weird at all. I think whatever works. I mean, for me,
3: uh, maybe your therapist suggestion is good. Different things work for different people. For me, it's just recognition. Like if I just kind of take a deep breath, (sighs) Rain, you're really anxious. Look at you. Oh, you're worrying about this and you're worrying about that and you're worrying about that. Oh, wow. Wow. Check that out. Okay. Then I immediately feel better. I just—I didn't change anything. I just noticed that I was anxious. It's like noticing the ego, acknowledging noticing, it, acknowledging it, just—just just seeing it. No judgment. I'm not going to fix it. I'm not going to push it down. I'm not going to like get over it or get through it. I'm just—I'm just witnessing it. And then, then we're all of a sudden we're just more whole. Like, oh, sure. I see. You know, you—you you know, it's like we're not our thoughts. You know, I don't know Eckhart Tolle. I guess. For a second book, besides the Dhammapada, the Buddha, anything by Eckhart Tolle, you know, The Power of Now or A New Earth, um, especially his audiobooks. I love hearing his weird Austrian gremlin accent. Is it uh, like a Werner Herzog kind of feel to it? It's a little bit Werner Herzog. He's yeah. more extreme, but but yeah, Eckhart Tolle is like, there is only now. Why are you here? What no, that's I'm doing I'm doing it terrible. But anyway, you trust me, the audiobooks are great. I listen to them all the time and sometimes i'll just i have them on my phone and i'll if i'm feeling anxious i'll just like just i don't care
1: what chapter just hit eckhart tolle talking to me and i'm just like and that's what you do in your car a lot of times you listen to these in your car instead of music instead of thinking you just
3: yeah yeah yes when when i in high stress that's there's another tool there's another tool eckhart tolle audiobooks a great tool But his whole thing is like, we're not our thoughts. We're not our feelings. We have thoughts. We have feelings. That's not who we are because we are able to rise above those and go, oh, look, I'm having thoughts. Oh, look, I'm having feelings. So whatever that is, that consciousness, that's that's a higher consciousness. That's kind of a higher part of ourselves that's able to just lovingly detach just a little bit and float away from uh,
1: all of that. It seems like it's just really acknowledging it like – Okay. You're stressed right now. Why are you stressed? Oh, because you got this. Okay. It's just kind of acknowledging it. Like this is why you're stressed instead of freaking out and not really taking a second to wonder why or understand why. Yeah.
3: And to accept and accept it like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You're stressed if you're going to get this job or not. Like, well, of course you are. It's okay. You want the job and you'd like to make the money from the job and you'd like the work from the job and (laughs) okay, that's good. So
1: you're stressed about it. I love you. (laughs) do you say that you say i love you buddy i don't but maybe i should (laughs) you know one time my therapist actually said i want you to i want you to wake up what happens when you wake up and i go well i have anxiety what do you do i I lie there well why do you lie there well i'm hoping it will go away does it no so what do you do (laughs) i lie there i want you to get the fuck up i want you to get a drink of water and she also said this was a while ago she went i want you to look in the mirror i want you to tell yourself you love you to you love yourself. Yeah. Affirmations. That was, boy, that was hard because I was actually, I remember the first time I was actually trying to be cool about it. Like, I'm the only one in the fucking room. And I'm like, love you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, come on. Say, hey, dude, love you. Finger guns. <laughs> you're fucking, you're awesome. Yeah. I was like, you know, and it's it's very hard. That's one thing I'm learning how to do is just like kind of accept myself, love myself for all my faults. And that is the hardest, I think. There, When I was first getting
3: therapy, uh, my therapist did the same thing. I had a, he gave me a sheet of affirmations. Um, And there were all these like, I love you, you're very good at this. Anyways, (laughs) the first one on the list was, I am enough. And at the time in my life, when I started saying that, I would almost cry just saying those three words, like looking in the mirror and going, I am enough. It was so hard because I would immediately just be like, no, you're not, you fucking idiot. You're not exactly. So that's where I would jump to. So to just kind of be like, I am enough. Like even now, like saying it, it feels weird. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I need to do more in order to be enough. I need to.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, all right, this is a good segue into metaphysical milkshake. Okay, because I watched an episode and, you know, it, it, talk to me about it. Talk to me how briefly how it got started with with you and Reza Aslan and how these two minds came to be and 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 to make this show that and a show that you both wanted to make because I think it's it's very important. It's, ultimately, it's like. What is our life? Why are we here? What's the purpose? What's it like all answering all these questions and you can't really answer all of them, I guess the best of your ability, but why did you do this? Um, So
3: I started uh, about 11 or 12 years ago, a uh, media company called Soul Pancake That was a digital media company. It existed mostly, most people know it as as a very successful YouTube channel with three or 4 million subscribers. We had shows like Kid President, uh, My Last Days, The Science of Happiness, lots of that were viral videos that people posted all over Facebook and whatnot. So my first iteration of that was called Metaphysical Milkshake. That's what I originally wanted to call it, because I've just always been interested in the metaphysical questions about being a human being and being alive. Why are we here? What happens when we die? What is what is our purpose? But beyond that, like, what is time and... uh. You know, do, do we have free will, and you know, so many metaphysical questions that intersect with psychology, spirituality, philosophy, creativity, on a lot of different fronts, sociology, and so. Soul Pancake went in its direction; it did its thing. I had a show on Soul Pancake for a short amount of time called Metaphysical Milkshake, where I interviewed people in your bus in the back of my van, yeah, in the back of your van. And, um, that which was, I want to talk about that. That was fun because so I always liked the name, and then. I knew Reza Aslan's work and we had bumped into each other at a couple of events and we were having breakfast, actually, not far from here, uh, in the Hollywood Hills. And, um, you know, we were just talking about life and, and we're like, God, this, our conversation should just be a podcast. And him and I really have the similar, um, interests in terms of the topics that we want to discuss. And that started the process of us, you know, starting this podcast, um, life's big questions, what it means to be a human being, you know, cause I, I feel like our, our country is so divided. Uh, people are at each other's throats. There's so much, there's this mental health epidemic with young people going on that is, uh, really, uh, it's tragic. It's horrible. The anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, you read the statistics around kids, you know, it used to be the statistic that always has blown my mind the most is, um, uh, all, since they, since they, since the, they started doing any kind of studies at all about psychology, the loneliest generation was always senior citizens because a lot of they're in old folks' homes and whatnot, or they're put out to pasture or they're right. living alone or whatever. That was always the loneliest generation. This shifted about eight years ago. The loneliest generation became high school and college kids. The loneliest wow. generation. Guess what? That synced up. With smartphones and Instagram and social media, there's other factors, but those are are two really big It's a disconnect. It is a disconnect. They're not, they are feeling seemingly connected because you have Instagram. Oh, look. Someone liked me. I have 287 Instagram friends. It's like, they're not your friends. How many of them are really your friends? Four? Three? Zero. You know, zero? Yeah. So... Anywho, we just felt like these discussions are really important. Like we, we're trying not to make them academic. We try and like make them accessible to everyone. Um, but there's something that red state folks, blue state folks, everyone in between. It has something in common. Yeah. It's a, it's, the, it's the human experience. It's right. what we were dealing with, you know, in, as with our shamans as cavemen and what we were dealing with in ancient Greece and... You know, through the through the Renaissance and then college campuses, at stoned out of your mind at two a.m., like these kind of discussions, uh, they can unite us. They can bring us together.
1: And I hear, like when I, when I listen, uh, you know, you have people call in and ask questions, and like, what what's the purpose of life, and you know, what happened before the Big Bang theory, which I think you let Reza. Take the initiative on that one. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a tough question because I always think about that. I'm like, well, before the Big Bang, there. Well, who created God? Well, then if we keep going, who? No one created anybody, but there has to be something that created but if there something. Was,
3: but if there was no time, if the Big Bang created time, then there was no time before the Big Bang. So there was no before
1: the Big Bang. Right. That's, that's what you're saying. You can't measure. You know. Right. Years right. or like. What's the one question that you always are asked and you don't really truly have the answer for?
3: Um, boy, that's a good question. What is the question asked a lot I don't really have the answer for? Um, um, well, you know, an old an oldie but goodie is um, uh, what, uh, you know, is there a God, you know, and prove there's a God or that old discussion, you know, which... Frankly, is a boring discussion to me, and and you're never going to change any mind anyone's mind by kind of making a series of salient points about whether there is a god or isn't a god. Like it, it works on a deeper level, but that that's one of the tough ones to always engage with. I mean, I have my answer. I'm very secure in that, but that that's a biggie. You know, (laughs) you look it up on YouTube. There's You know, those, those Mm -hmm. debates are, are, and have them millions and millions of views. People are very interested in those. They're usually have their minds made up. So they're going in like, yay, theism, or yay, atheism, (laughs)
1: team theist, team atheist. Yeah. You said something about, it was something interesting on one of the episodes where, I mean, not that you don't say anything interesting in other episodes, But you said something about, you know, people say, well, if there's a God, why is all this evil and this death and all these things? And I think your response was, well, I don't know, but what if we just all live in a utopia where nobody stubbed their toe and everyone was perfect and everyone was like isn't that just as bad in a way yeah and it just made it was just really smart the way you uh you interpret it yeah that's
3: and that's that that is there's an interesting thing where there's this common argument among atheists like well if there is a god why is there so much suffering in the world and that's an ancient question it's like well so what would that look like so does that mean that if there's an all-loving god that then there is a world in which there is no pain because there's no not a world where anyone gets cancer there's not a world Is there death in that world? Or if there is death, it's always peaceful and it's in your sleep, but you can't break your arm because isn't pain, difficulty, anguish, challenges, tests, isn't that really the meat of being alive? Isn't that what being alive is kind of all about? And speaking of the Dhammapada, the Buddha says life is suffering. This is one of the the four noble truths that, you know, life is, is suffering. So maybe we suffer for a reason we suffer to grow. It's like when you work out, when you're doing bench presses, not that I would know anything about that, but when, you know, you're tearing the muscle fibers to build muscle, right? right? When you break your bone, it heals itself by be- by ha- making more bone material. It's broken. It becomes stronger than it ever was. So. Right. You know, there's a lot of analogies that lead in that direction.
1: You, uh, you interviewed Larry King on, the in the van. Yeah, in the van. Yeah, and I love this. It was just like, I mean, I think you even smacked him on the ass. <laughs> you, you knew him well. I just met him that day.
2: <laughs> yeah. No,
1: you didn't. Yeah, I did. You met him that day, and I spanked he, him on the ass. Yeah. He seemed like he was your best friend.
3: Well, I think I had done. It was like a. It was like a. Give and take thing. I
1: went and did Larry King's show. Right. And then he came in the van and I did an interview. So. Well, you asked him these questions and I thought, I, I kind of want to hear Rain answer these questions that he asked Uh-oh. Larry King. Mm-hmm. Define happiness in 10 words or less. Wow. You, you, this is, I'm on the spot right now. This is it? I mean, you asked Larry King that. Um,
3: okay. Uh, happiness in 10 words or less. Um, connection, nature art community you're counting right
2: <laughs>
1: um. oh my god uh, this is good though you've already four those are big ones i mean smoothies smoothies are probably somewhere there yeah somewhere in there somewhere in that way there's a few more what by the way those are things i wouldn't have thought it like that if you would ask me i'd be like I, I would have thought you wanted me to put a sentence together. Happiness is well, when yeah. we. I know, but I was trying to be. But that really was a sparing. better way of doing it. Yes. Because those are important things. What drains your soul? What recharges
3: it? What drains my soul is looking at my phone. Um, what recharges my phone? <laughs> hey. hello. What recharges my phone is my charger by my bed. <laughs> well, actually, I don't have it by my bed. I moved it in the hallway because I don't want my phone by my fucking bed you know what i mean do you on, honestly keep your phone outside like I do. outside of your room i keep my phone outside of my room i bought a fucking alarm clock because i don't want to i don't do want to be reliant so there's a tool reduce anxiety i don't want to wake up and just look at my phone I wake up in the bling 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 the emails and the oh shit right i forgot to write that person back oh god i gotta call him right Oh that sucks so uh what recharges it is um is really uh nature and, and connection. I really think it's all about, I use that word connection, but I think that the answer is always in connection. You know, whatever the question is, the answer is in connection. And that can be with your spouse or, or partner, um, you know, that can be with your, with your family or, or with friends or, or a group, but we thrive in community with one another. And I think we, we wallow
1: in solitude. Can you relate? I can relate. I think I can relate easily. Mm-hmm. What what's the biggest question you wrestle with?
3: I guess my biggest question I wrestle with is like, am I am I doing the right thing now? Am I spending am I putting my my energy in the right direction? Am I am I doing the right
1: thing? What is there something else I should be doing? Something like that. I feel like that too. I always feel like, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? I wish somebody could just tell me, like, I almost wish I was just good at one thing, not to brag and say I'm great at a lot of things, but if I was just good at one thing, then I'd have no choice. I'd have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, purpose, I I, I I don't even, I, I wrestle with that all the time. It's like, what's your purpose? You know, Try to be a good person, try to give back, try to help those that are in need, try to... Um, but do something that makes you feel good altruistically. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. And I I don't, I still am unsure of my purpose. Mm -hmm. Maybe my purpose, I'm already living my purpose, doing this podcast, helping people. Maybe that's part of my purpose. I Mm -hmm. don't know. There's gotta be something bigger. What's yours? Do you feel like you have purpose? Well, uh, yeah. I mean,
3: I think this is where... I think where this is where God comes into, and I think the main issue with God is that how people define God. So if you define God as like a daddy man, male figure, who's powerful, kind of gazing down on us. And it's like, Ryan was good today. Michael was bad today. That kind of God I'm not talking about. But if if you're talking about like, the you know, the, the, the creative power of the cosmos that is within us and without us and flows through everything and uh, gives a kind of greater purpose and our souls are connected to that. So our bodies will drop away, but we'll continue into some other plane of existence onwards toward this all powerful, you know, cosmic energy. So if, when I feel good is when I feel aligned with that energy, whatever that is. I, it's, it's I've, obviously it's hard to describe, but it's more of a feeling than anything else. But I, I, I liken it like to a sailboat where like you want to get over to Catalina, but the wind's blowing that way. So you have to kind of tack, but, but you kind of like, if you feel the wind in your sails, then maybe you're headed in the right direction. And that's, it's a, it's an ineffable thing the wind in the the cosmic wind in your sails. So I try and be in that. Like, is it? does this feel like I'm being taken in some kind of right direction, you know? Right. So one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm writing a book on spirituality, which is obviously a passion of mine. And which is a weird thing for a comedic character actor from a sitcom to be writing a book on spirituality. It might be the first time ever, but I, it feels right. It feels like, oh, this is a good thing. This is something I should be doing now. This is- um, That's great. Uh, So that does feel good. My wife and I have a nonprofit in Haiti called Lide, Haiti, that educates girls in rural Haiti. When I do the work on that, I, you know, I whore myself out as Dwight. Like I do these, in fact, there's a thing on prizeo.com right now where I'm going to give an office tour through the San Fernando Valley of like our locations. Oh,
1: yeah. So Instagram, right? Yeah. I
3: just just posted it uh, today. (laughs) It just launched. Um, And and then I take all that money and then I give it over to these programs that are educating girls who can't read, you know, essentially. So and that gives you purpose. That feels good. It that just feel, feels, feels good. good. It's like, I'm never going to be like, if I do something like cameo or something like that, I'll take that. I'll, I'll do, I'll do those annoying videos, but I'm going to send the money off to, to so those are some things, but career wise as an actor, I don't know,
1: you know, do you love it to... as much as you used to? I don't. You know? I know that's what happened to me. I feel like, uh, you Know, I'm, I'm gonna do this movie and maybe do this, but I there's something about it that just doesn't interest me as much anymore. Like, I'm saying, Yeah, what, what are you doing? Do you really love it? I totally, relate. who are you doing it for? I totally, relate. are you doing it for money and because people think you're really good at it? Is that the reason you're doing it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of lost in that sense. I, I don't know exactly what I, you know, what I want. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I, I to- 100% relate, you know. Th- the way I put it is like, as soon
3: as I discovered acting at like 16, which by the way, and I think we talked about this on the last time I was on the show, I I could be wrong, but I vaguely have a memory of it. I did it for the girls. (laughs) Of course. So I, I moved to a new high school. They had a great acting program and I auditioned and got in this acting class. And then I did this acting exercise and I made everyone laugh. And I was the new kid in the school and the these cute girls came up and like oh my god you're so funny in that you, where are you from you're from seattle oh will you sit at our lunch table you know and hang out with us and oh are you gonna audition for the play and i was just like uh you know just okay you did it for the women there was no art there was no like <laughs> uh, i must express myself i'm in the ancient tradition of the shamanic storytellers <laughs> No, it was like, oh my God, this <sighs> girl's, I was, before that I was on the chess team. I was, I was so nerdy and in uh, the orchestra and like all of a sudden these doors open. So that started me on my journey, but from 16 when I started and then into college and doing plays, then grad school for acting and doing theater in New York and then coming to LA and then doing, you know, wallowing away for a few years and then getting on the office, et cetera, blah, blah. blah. Like, I just lived and breathed acting, anything. Like I want to act. I want to play characters. I want to get cast. I got to move my career forward. I really want, I'm hungry to just be acting. Sometimes it'll pay. Sometimes it won't. It doesn't matter. I just, I need to be acting. Then it got caught up a little more with ego. Like, well, I should be getting this movie. And why are I not getting this opportunity? And I should be doing X, Y, and Z. And why am I not? But but I feel the same as you though. Something in the last three, four years, I've just like, yeah, I like acting. You know, I just went and did this project. It was fun, you know, and it's great. And the people were great, but it's like, and then it was done. I was like, okay, you know, um, I'll, I mean, I'll keep doing it. It, it, it. it pays good and it's fun and it's nice to be around, you know, smart, funny people. And right. being on the set can be really fun, but I don't really have a desire to be on a TV show for years and being on the set, you know, 12, 14 hours a day uh, for years, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't. Fortunately, I don't have to do that. But yeah, it's right. It's, it's a shift. It is a shift. So, what do you think? It scares
1: me. It's so, where do, a,
3: where do you think that's gonna take you? What? So, I, obviously, you're a successful podcaster well, now. A podcaster,
1: and you know, I'm I'm writing a lot. So, I'm mm-hmm. you know, I have some pro- projects we're pitching and things. You know, I, I like to write, and um, it's not to say that I don't want to act. It's just like it, just feels like something was lost. I used to have that drive that you talk about. I used mm-hmm. to have that drive where I just always wanted to be the center of attention. I always wanted to be on set. I always wanted to kill it, crush it. The producers to be so happy, and my agents to be making money, and everybody to just be. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, well, you're still a miserable fuck. Mm-hmm. So what's happening there? What's going on there? You really enjoy? It. And it's not to say I didn't have any fun. I just I don't. I, I'm I'm trying to figure that out. And by trying to figure it out, I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to continue and see how I feel and really see if there's still something there. Because there isn't – some people just love to be on set all day and just love to do it over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I something was lost. I just feel like, wow, we have to do a six-hour scene now. We have to do this same scene for six hours. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. just is not appealing as as. It, look, I'm blessed. I'm, I thank God I was on. I did some work and I made some money. And things would be different if I if I hadn't. I'd mm-hmm. be still doing whatever I could. But now that I have that choice, at least for now, there's part of me that's just uncertain about where that future lies with mm. with, with with acting. Mm. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do a movie here coming up. But like you said, it's just there's not that. Fuck yeah! Yeah, feeling totally. Yeah. All right, uh, metaphysical milkshake. Where could they find that, by the way? Anywhere uh, you get this, podcasts. Anywhere you get podcasts. Yeah, we um, we're trying to put out an episode a week, which is hard. But um... it's guys, it's really great. It really is. It, you know, I, I have an, a short attention span, and just hearing these guys talk about life and hearing people's questions and just talking about all the things that we think about is just so. Uh so interesting. So interesting. And I think you guys are really gonna love it. Metaphysical. The, you're very
3: kind. Thanks. We just did we just dropped an episode with Jason Isbell, the the singer-songwriter. Do you know him? Yep. And uh, it was about what is music? And just kind of like trying to really sum up like where does music come from? Like what 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 makes music music? Like that that uh, trying to get to that spark of creativity. Why are why do humans have music why are, why don't we just live without music? Like what, Ooh. what evolutionary purpose did music in our lives serve? Do you know what I mean? Like if you're a, if BF Skinner behaviorist, like music makes zero sense. <laughs> it doesn't keep the species alive. doesn't propagate the species. Right. I guess you could say, well, some birds sing because they're, it's a mating dance. So like. It you creates know, joy. Frank Sinatra. Pleasure. But what does that have to do with propagating the species? Joy and pleasure.
1: Have you ever made love during the Bee Gees? Like live?
2: (laughs) Concert? It's up
1: to you.
3: (laughs) I have not made love to the Bee Gees. Maybe I need to get on that.
1: Nobody
2: gets too
1: much heaven no more. It's much higher to go by. I'm waiting in line.
3: I always felt (laughs) self conscious making love with any music on really because it always feels like I, I i just feel weirdly self-conscious like whether it's like i would have friends who would like get baked and have sex to like pink floyd dark side of the moon but then there's always the <laughs> it to white. Up to
2: wizard of oz too and sync it up at the same time oh wow is that is yeah that they do the
1: pink floyd if you sync it up to the wizard of oz it fits really so that strangely. might be fun <laughs> yeah try <laughs> that both with both of you. those Whitey. yeah uh, sinking She's like, who the fuck are you yeah I, yeah, do you do that? I would saying? sometimes listen to Mazzy Star while having sex. Yeah, okay. If I was dating someone, sense. you know. Yeah. I, but, but anything more ambiguous uh, or so, where you can't decipher the lyrics. Right. If I could hear, I'm all out of love. I'm going to, I just, I can't get hard. <laughs> my dick's soft as the can be. That's <laughs> just the way it's going to be. My dick is so soft. <laughs> yeah. I can't make in love. <laughs> what am I with that? Uh, this is Rain Wilson. What, what, S- what
3: S- year oh. were was that People Magazine oh my 50s God. top
1: bachelors? Yeah, that was. Uh, when uh, were you one of the top 50 bachelors? Like a long time ago, probably 2005. Wow. Yeah, 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, not anymore. This is called shit talking with Rain Wilson. This is rapid fire, wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe this has already been over an hour. We're,
3: we've oh, it's been over an hour Well, what Ryan, I'm happy to stay longer if you need me. What, <laughs> no,
2: This is amazing.
3: But Ryan, what you've been taking so many notes. What the hell are you writing down here? I just just
2: write I just write it down just to sort of uh keep track of like the things that we talked about and uh if there's anything that the editor needs to know then I have oh, it Oh, so
3: this isn't like personal
2: No, this no. rain's a piece of shit. I don't believe
3: anything he's saying right now. This is like for editing purposes.
2: This is for editing purposes. Yeah. And it's also
1: if like, there's something like, oh, this is really interesting. Boom. We're going to put that in a clip when we put it on. Right. Also, I don't want to look idle.
3: Do you still do those animation (laughs) things? I don't, but wasn't yours great? Yeah, I loved that. We
1: should do another one. Maybe I'll do another one with you. Okay, great. I love those animation things. I had this animator out of like Norway or something that would do these animations and they did one of, of, of rain. Yeah, and you paid just a, a small amount of money. It wasn't, it wasn't incredibly expensive, but, uh, you know, I was just like, but you know what? I want to do those again. I think that's a really good idea. Can you make a note? Can you? You're welcome. On You've your got thing? a pad of paper. Write you, it down can, right can there. Can you write that down? That's what this is for. Uh, Rain Wilson, shit talking, rapid fire shit from talk. my lovely patrons. I love you out there. Thanks for joining Patreon and giving the podcast a little more. Uh, Raj, favorite movie or show you watched over the past year? Uh, we've been re, uh, re-watching The Sopranos. and Never I can, seen
3: it. I can't tell you how much delight that show gives me. It I'm going to watch it. It just gives me the tingles. It is one of the greatest comedies ever made i'm not kidding okay the the sense of humor the wry sense of humor that runs throughout that show is sensational i have to watch it what am i doing what are you doing doing with you i wish i could put myself in your body and not ever have seen the sopranos and
1: watch it for the first time it is so good okay you know what we're gonna do you and i are gonna start watching it okay and like i'll go hey i'm on episode three go oh i'm gonna catch up and we could talk about it at least i'll have somebody to watch it with
2: okay I'm in. All right. I've never seen it either. You and you're
1: rewatching it, so I'll see. Oh my God, Rain. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. The performances are cr- crazy. Leanne P, what is something people would be surprised to learn about you? Um, I'm a
3: pretty good tennis player. We've been talking about playing tennis. Yeah. Um, but I don't think people would know that, and they'd be like, "Oh, there's a portly middle-aged gentleman." But it's like, oh, he could he could play tennis. He could swing a racket. I love it. Betsy D, did you enjoy interviewing Billy Eilish? Yeah, I totally did. That was so cool. It was like, oh, look, it's the most famous person in the world. And she's a huge (laughs) Office fan. Isn't that awesome? uh, Yeah. And it was so cool because we interviewed her in her childhood home and she was still living there in a bedroom about this size. She's like the most famous person in the world. She was living in a bedroom this size.
1: Wow. In her parents' little bungalow in Pasadena. Jesus. Jesus. Um, are you jealous of Jenna Fisher's uh, office show? And do you wish you would have done it? That wasn't a question. I just asked that. <laughs> Did you just make that up yeah. and pretend to read that off the <laughs> yeah. piece of paper? Yeah.
3: I'm not a jealous. I wish them the very best. I've, I guessed on the show a lot and put in my input about the episodes. I love Jenna and Angela so much. They are true. They are just the dearest, sweetest, kindest people in the world. Funny, just amazing, supportive, uh, wish them all the luck in the world, but I, that would be torture for me to show up each week and go over the old be. TV show that I did. I, I would be a wanna... lot of work.
1: And that's a lot of work. Uh, Emily asks, who's been your favorite actor to work with so far in your career? The one that you could name, the one that comes to mind. I get a... one. Well, I, I gotta go with Steve Carell, right? I mean, wow.
3: Yeah. Love yeah. him. I love Steve. Yeah. Um, Steve's difficult to get to know. I wouldn't say that we're like intimate buds but we text and he's a very sweet guy but what a privilege and an honor to have done 160 episodes with him to improvise to watch him work i mean he's one of the greatest actors the in the, uh, he's one of the great greats you're and one of the greats
1: well you're one of the
3: greats. i'm like i'm like a b plus nah. steve is like a a minus you know he's yeah. on the next level There's- alice and Janny, i was doing this thing on Mom, a recurring part where I got to work, where I was played her therapist, actually. She's like Steve. She's like on this next level actor. She's like there are yeah, very few that are on the this first shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Joey Mack, what was it like working with Rob Zombie and your single takeaway from that experience? Um, yeah, House of a Thousand
3: Corpses. That was my first kind of lead in a movie I got. We shot that in like 2000. Um, it was awesome. Takeaway from that experience was uh uh hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I what is the takeaway from that experience? I I I loved that experience. I mean, Rob is an awesome dude. He's
1: going to be doing the Monsters reboot. That would be really cool. Oh, I'm definitely lining I'm up to watch watching that. that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even look at my notes barely this whole time except for those questions. Um, you did very good. You're very good at this. I was nervous w- interviewing you. Why would you? Well, be you're nervous? just incredibly smart. I'm not as smart as you. Now the people are gonna get mad because they're like, stop saying you're not smart. I'm just saying Rain's a very bright guy. He's well read. I'm not. But I like to listen to you and you have a lot of insight. And uh I don't think that I'm smarter
3: than you. I think we're too very in fact, I don't think that people are really not smart. I think that you know, we just we all have a balance of you know, it's like a D and D character, you know, you've got strength and charisma and dexterity and, you know, roll the dice. Did you ever play D and D? Sure. So I think everyone, but it all kind of adds up to around the same level. Like I think that humans are the same way. So we have the, you know, we have emotional intelligence and street smarts, street smarts and
1: stuff like that. I think we're, but. What do you think about Ryan? (laughs) He takes a lot of notes.
2: I don't know. My, my mind's not made up about Ryan yet. I can't quite <laughs> figure him out. There's not a lot of info. Bobby Lee said he looked like an eagle. Oh, because, yeah, the side angle.
1: The side angle said you look like yeah, an eagle. Yeah, I don't I, get, f- I get that. Could you see an eagle? It's I like can't Dark eagle. <laughs> <it>. the, dark <laughs> the dark eagle. That would rises. be a good screen name for you. Dark eagle? Yeah. Dark eagle. Code yeah. named Dark Eagle. It's
2: my secret agent name. Yeah,
1: I yeah. like that. This has been a real treat. I, I really appreciate you allowing me to be inside of you again. I hope you'll come back maybe a, year, a couple years later uh i love your podcast metaphysical F- uh, milkshake guys please check it out i think you're gonna really enjoy it it's uh it's worth watching and listening you can watch or listen uh, yeah, either way i love being inside of you thanks for being inside of me yeah.
3: and uh maybe we'll do this again in another two or three years
1: can we play tennis let's promise to play I tennis i really in the next year.
3: liked it i have texted you a few times it hasn't worked out do i have your
1: do i have your number yeah 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 it's happened are you saying but- that i didn't text you back
3: no, you did, but you're like, uh, how about Thursday at 8.30 a.m.? I'm like, no, I can't do Thursday at 8.30 a.m. But... Rosenbaum here.
1: Hey, Rain.
3: Are you t- you texting me right now
1: on the air? Yep, there you go. <laughs> okay. I love you. Thank you. Okay, thanks for having me. Bye. Well, you learn a lot. You can learn a lot from a Rain. You sure can. Yeah, I really enjoyed the podcast. Hey guys, if you really enjoyed the podcast today, if you're a big Rain Wilson fan, you never listen to the podcast, please subscribe. Give us a shot. Uh, I think you'll you'll dig it. There's a lot of great episodes in the can. There's a lot of episodes coming up. Um, and uh, you know, Jason Alexander's was a real success. That was really great. Anthony Michael Hall was a success. Um, so you know, go back, listen to episodes, and um, thank you to all our sponsors. And uh, if you're interested, hopefully you guys like the sponsors, and you could uh, you know use the codes that we give you and uh, supports the podcast um thank you for listening uh the handles are again if you want to follow us at inside You podcast on the instagram and the facebook and at inside You pod uh, if you want to get any merch go to um in the inside of you online store we've got lex Luthor stuff smallville stuff inside of you stuff new merch coming out so, always be checking on that. And uh, the band, my band, Sunspin. Go to sunspin.com. You can get shirts and mugs and other stuff. We also have lunch boxes there, too. But, uh, do you have a good week, Ryan?
2: Yeah, man. Uh, Gearing up for Thanksgiving? Gearing up for Thanksgiving. Where are you going? Going to uh, my parents' house in Northern California. Are you excited? I am excited. I like going there. Does
1: Amanda like your parents? She does like my parents. She yeah. does? Yeah. Do you like your parents? I love my parents. That's really nice. Yeah. You get along with them. They were good parents. They showed you love and affection. They
2: did. They did. What's that like? It's nice, man. (laughs)
1: Man, that sounds groovy, bro. Man, it's so nice, man. It's so Uh, groovy.
2: uh, No, it's just, it's nice. And uh, I mean, what's kind of nice is that they are not in like my childhood home. So, which would have been in the Valley in Los Angeles, but... They moved up somewhere else, and so it's kind of like a vacation.
1: It's a little vacation. How many hours yeah. away?
2: Uh, seven hour drive. What's the address? No, uh, I, I actually don't know. I'd love to meet your family.
1: I just know where it is. You could tell you're you know, you're just a really genuine good guy. I like Thank you. you. You're just a really humble person.
2: I'm very humble. Go on. You, well, you are. Go and, on. Uh, I'd love to meet. I, I'd, I I'd
1: love to meet the parents, the, the two that are sort of responsible for your <laughs> uh, for who you are today.
2: Oh yeah. Well, if they're if they're around. Or you want to come to Thanksgiving? It's not too well, late. I'm having
1: a Thanksgiving dinner right. at my house. But I would I love know. to meet them sometime. So make that happen. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Uh, thank you to all of my patrons, my lovable patrons. I just did a YouTube live with just my patrons. That's part of the perks of being a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash inside of you. Support the podcast in other ways. There's there's merch. There's uh, I send boxes to folks every few months. Um, we do YouTube lives. Uh Discount on merch, uh, but more importantly, the patrons really give back and uh, I'm able to do this podcast. They just they give to the podcast, whether it's a dollar a month or five dollars a month. And some are incredible and give a lot more. I, I really appreciate it. And I want to thank you, all of you, um, for that. Again, I'll be at the L.A. Comic Con uh, December 4th and 5th with Tom Welling doing a Smallville Nights on December 4th. I hope you join us. We have a lot of fun. And uh, why don't we read off the top patrons? These are the people who gave uh, a lot of uh, a lot of coinage to the podcast to keep this freaking thing going. Thanks for the coinage. Thanks for the coinage. Here we go: uh, Nancy D, Leah S, Trisha F, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Mama, Lauren G, Nico P, Jerry W, Robert B, Jason W, Kristen K, Amelia O, Allison L, Raj C, Joshua D, Emily. Uh, what Emily F. <laughs> <laughs> S, yes. CJP, Samantha M, Jennifer Ann, Stacy L, Jen S, Jamal F, Janelle B, Kimberly E, Mike E, Eldon Supremo, 99more, Amira, Santiago M, Sarah F, Chad W, Leanne P, Janine R, Maya P, Maddie S. These guys are just, every one of you is just amazing. Belinda N, Chris H, Dave H, Spider-Man, Chase, Sheila, G, Brad, D, Ray, Charles, Ray Charles, yes. Yeah. Ray H. Hi, Ray. Tabitha T, Liliana A, Michelle K. Hello. Michael S. Hello. Talia M, Betsy D. Hi, Betsy. Claire M, Laura L, Chad L, Rochelle, Nathan E, Marion, Meg K, Janelle P, Trav L, Dan N, Big Stevie W, Angel M, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Super Sam, Coleman G, Dev Nexon, Michelle A, Liz I, Jeremy C, Andy T, Cody R, Sebastian K, Gavinator, David C, uh, a few more here. And uh, thanks to all these people as well, John B, Brandy D, Yavor, Camille S, Bono, or Beno, or Bono, The C, The C, Joey M, Willie F, Christina E, Adelaide N, Jeffrey M, Omar I, Lena N, Design OTG, Eugene and Leah, Leah, or Eugene and Lee.
2: Huh, like a like a comedy It's
1: L-E-A-H. Show? I think it's Leah. Yeah, it's Eugene Leah. And Leah. I, yeah, it's Leah. Chris P, Nikki G, Corey, KTB, Patricia, uh, Maria N, Maria and, uh, I love all of you. I can't thank you enough for supporting this podcast and keeping it going. I never thought I'd be doing 180 something podcasts. I thought I would quit after three and no one's going to listen. I stuck with it. You stuck with me and I appreciate it more than you possibly know. Um, from myself, Michael Rosenbaum Here in the Hollywood Hills of California Along with Ryan Taz In the Hollywood Hills in the Hollywood. Hollywood Hills. That's right A little wave to the camera Bye. We love you, thank you so much For uh, making me a part of your day and, and giving me the time And listening and supporting the podcast Thank you for allowing me to be in each Inside <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to be Inside of each and every one of you Have a glorious week, be good to yourself um, And much love Ryan, anything? That's it. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah. Thanks, guys.